0: This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. I think if you take a slap shot on the net, I think I'd maybe take a look over my shoulder. I think, you know, guys are guys would be pissed off getting scored on in general, let alone probably a slap shot. So I can see why it happened. Obviously, I don't think, you know, you, you hope the intention isn't to cross-check somebody in the head. But, you know, maybe you go over and have a few words and, and things like that. I I mean, it's... I don't think it was showboating. Obviously, you know, you have an empty netter. You can do whatever you want. But I think, um, yeah, I think I I can see where Riley's coming from. Probably, you know, a a tough game there, Battle of Ontario. I've been on that end in Ottawa, and those are pretty high-spirited games no matter where the teams are in the standings. So, you know, I could see why things happen that way. Obviously, unfortunate that, um, you know, a cross-check to the head. Obviously, you don't want to see that. But um, I can see why, uh, you know, Riley was a little, uh, little ticked off with that one.
1: That was Dylan DeMello yesterday after Jets practice. Uh, Speaking about the situation with Morgan Riley and Ridley Greig and this ongoing saga. It's a saga. Someone needs to, you can almost fill a book with the amount of time that it's taken uh, from when that happened to now and how this is still an ongoing topic of conversation. Jim Toth, um, it was moved from uh, in person. Riley was actually going to go to New York to have his hearing in person. Uh, He is eligible to be suspended, could be suspended more than five games. Um, so now it's virtual because there's a, a big snowstorm hitting New York City. Um, if you've not heard about this story, Ridley Greig took an uncontested slap shot into the empty net, cementing a 5-3 victory uh, for the Senators. Riley took uh, exception to that. Um, never been suspended in his 11 years, but he goes and cross-checks uh, Greg to the head, um, driving him into the boards. And this is where the situation is, Jim, and it's taken a while. It's been a, it's been, it's been a minute, uh, and this is still <laughs> ongoing. That's what the kids say. It's been a minute. I'm trying to, I'm trying to up my cool factor. You know what I mean? That's, this is,
0: it's absolutely ridiculous. When did Brendan Dillon's suspension come down? The next day? It was that? It was the next evening, and it wasn't in person.
1: Yeah, I, it was, it was in the afternoon, I believe. No, it so wasn't in person.
0: Here's the thing about in person for me. Why? Do you get to shake hands with Batman or put your your hand on his shoulder and say, I really, really didn't mean
1: this? It's got to be like a player. Like, virtual's
0: fine now in this world we live in. Like, you don't have to get on a plane. Morgan Riley doesn't have to get on a plane and go to New York, Uber down Uber. Limousine downtown, get maybe out of the NHL office. Maybe it's in a limousine Uber. Sit in a boardroom, then Gary and whoever, Paros walks in. Maybe not Gary Bettman, but Gary, he's a guy. Who, but Paros walks in, they sit down and have a coffee and a conversation. What were you thinking? Blah, blah, blah. That can't be done on Zoom. Like you're looking at each other and what does in person do
1: anymore? This seems like something that was decided before the pandemic with the P, with the PA beforehand. And maybe there was some complaints that I didn't get a, a a chance to, you know, really explain myself and my case. And it would have been better if, oh, well, we only did it on the phone. It'd been better in person. That's what this sort of reeks it's up taking to me. too
0: long. This is ridiculous. This is now the most dysfunctional part of our society. I shouldn't go society. Our sports culture. <laughs> it's our. It's the most dysfunctional entity I've ever seen. It's been frustrating in years past, but it's absolutely ridiculous this year. Brendan Dillon gets three games the next day. This happened on Saturday. It's Tuesday.
1: Yeah. And do you think it's gonna happen you think it's gonna come down today? I don't think so. Probably tomorrow.
0: He should have been on a plane Sunday. And he should have been in New York, which is what from Toronto? An hour flight? Well, how many
1: flights do you and I this might be a little bit of semantics here, but how many flights are leaving from Toronto to, to New York?
0: They don't even have to be one of those. Well, here's one only, of those things you take to Mexico. Uh, the see, the private jets you book, and and got the Leafs can book him a private jet
1: and say he'll be there by noon tomorrow. Well, here's my thing too. I thought he was there already for the he no no he it got canceled today. He was in Toronto, yeah. So he was going to fly to New York for today today's.
0: because they had to decide if it was in person or not. <sighs> yeah, I don't know.
1: It's taking. I mean, too long. I
0: I'm I, I just somebody out there can go, well, this is why, Toth. And and I'll be like, okay, it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, well, it's slow. It's way too slow.
0: Hey, Sunday morning, you need to be here by tonight. Monday morning, you have a meeting. And I don't care how you get here, you you did it. And so if you can it, it's on we'll do your it on team. Zoom. And if not, see you tomorrow night on Zoom.
1: Chris text the show 204 780 6868. I think if Morgan Riley doesn't get a minimum of five games. Jim is going to do a desk pop.
0: No, I look here. Here's I don't know the what a, thing. What's a desk pop? I think he might get two games and I think he might get 12 <laughs> and I'm not being funny. I'm not trying to get you to laugh. No, I, appreciate, I appreciate the laugh as okay, always. No
1: problem. You're a good side, but I, um, I'm with you on that because there's no rubric there's no what would stun
0: you here what would stun me is 22 games that would stun me that would stun me
1: 3 games wouldn't stun me 6 games wouldn't stun me because there's no consistency none so you should be able to look at this play
0: Morgan's a quiet guy he's never been in trouble
1: when it ha- okay you take take the past into consideration what happened it happened outside of a hockey play right a goal was scored you cross-check a guy in the head, drive him into the boards. There should be, and I understand, every play has to have context. There needs to be context added to every one of these decisions. But there has to be, we should be able to sit here, Jim, and I don't think we're asking too much. And the, and it's not just us, it's the fans too. But we should be able to sit here, and players, you, you don't think players don't want consistency in this as well, or organizations or clubs, yes. the organizations and the players don't want the same thing? I should able to look at this play and go, well, I think it's going to be somewhere between three and five games. And it should be somewhere between three and five games. I don't understand why that's so difficult.
0: Well, they do the, like, five in-person means it's more than five or can be more than five. Yeah. I'm not trying to be funny. If it's two, it would not shock me. If it's 12, it would not shock me. And anything in between isn't either. If it's more than 12 games, I will be absolutely stunned. And if it's a game or just a find, I will be absolutely stunned. Yeah, not, but anything yeah. between 2 and 12, and won't. And, and here's the thing. Like, I don't think he's a dirty player. I don't think – the whole talk around – I don't think he's either. The code and, and – uh, do I think Ridley Gregg should have done that? No. Did I love every minute of it? Yeah. It's the same as people who say <laughs> I, fighting has no problem in the game. And yeah. then they go to a game and they're the first ones out of their seats when two guys drop the mitts. Or mm-hmm. – or – they can't stand fighting, but and Greg Macklin does this, and I'm not throwing Macklin under the bus yeah, at all. Yeah. Once hot fighting out of the game, there's no room for it. We debate it all the time for years now. Yes. But fully admits when he's at a game and somebody takes a liberty on Ehlers twice, and then somebody steps up for it, he's the first guy out of his seat. So that doesn't make it right or wrong. That doesn't mean it. it there's no part, in, part of it in hockey or anything like that. It just, it's, there's a, the rivalry is Stoke, this and that. If Morgan Riley did not cross-check him in the head and just did it in the ribs or the arm, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be talking about an in-person hearing. We'd be talking about under five games, and we'd be
1: this would be over by now. If he just went after him, and it was just a regular you know, scrum that happened after that, it would be nothing. We wouldn't even be talking about it. We'd be talking about Ridley Gregg slap the puck into the net. That would be the topic of the conversation, but it would have been for one day. Everybody would have moved on by Sunday.
0: What do you think of all this talk around Everybody talks the Leafs need to have more reaction, and every the Leafs need to be tougher, and the Leafs need to, and so this is great, and, and he stood up for the team, and he stood up for, I mean, Ridley Gregg embarrassed your team. I don't, like, this is how I feel. I don't mind what Riley did, but you can't do it in the head.
1: No, no, you can't cross-check a guy in
0: the head. And if you're going to cross-check him in the head, then you got to face the penalty. It just, this is taking way
1: too long. No, I, I don't mind. I this don't is mind. day
0: three of this now. Yeah,
1: well, I know. And,
0: and I, wasn't Keith <laughs> complaining about how Toronto gets... Well, well, here's his this quote. Game. I have I have Keith's quote. Yeah, Sheldon Keith. So, which
1: I, I find this a little silly, but I'll read it anyways. I think there's a history also of events that happen in Toronto. And with the Leafs, they get more attention, more hype that tend to lead to something such as this, Keith said. To that end, not surprised. Um I think some people would say that Toronto maybe gets the uh they well, get I don't sort know, of Keith. some leniency. When in these you finally sort of things.
0: when you finally run a playoff round last year and lost your absolute mind. On the bench, and you guys acted like you won the Stanley.
1: We'll touch on that right after the sports minute coming up here. But there's some real talk about the San Jose Sharks. What players do they have available? Are they worth it? We'll talk about that as well. Uh, Jacob Markstrom. Well, he was reportedly on the way to a team. That could have used a little bit of a goaltending. I'll tell you which team that was. And as the show continues, don't go anywhere. Tickets to give away to the Game of Love oh, tomorrow. Oh, yes, absolutely. How are we going to give away those tickets, Jim? I know. We
0: want to hear love stories. We'll be right back. I'll or your think. favorite love ballad that involves a love story. Maybe it was playing in the background when... <laughs> Woo-hoo! Chats at
1: noon on eight cjob While CFL Free Agency officially opens today... Uh, Jesse Briggs retiring, longtime bomber, first drafted in twenty fourteen, been with the blue and gold ever since. Quarterback Dakota Prucup Cup agreeing to terms is going to the BC Lions. You know, ah. Drew Brown goes off. You know, Chris Treveler's gonna be running the short yardage offense this year. That was just bound to happen. Still
0: they need a third stringer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jim Tove, you still got the arm, don't you? I got you a little
0: st- I got a little bit of a gun on me. You can still pound the rock. Now it's erratic. Like it's not accurate. But it can still go. It might be 20
1: yards. It might be 40 yards. Yeah.
0: You know what my high school football coach told me as a converted O-lineman to a tight end? Yeah. Just catch the ball and drop because you got no speed.
1: As a tight end, you ever There's get There's no your-
0: yak yards with you, Tope.
1: <laughs> well, it takes you 20 yards to get you going. You got good mitts. Do you ever get in your coach? I mean, as a tight end, you ever get in your coach's face just like almost tackling? <laughs> Start screaming in his face?
0: I would never talk to a coach like that. Love has made that boy wild,
1: Travis Kelsey. Man, it has wild. Taylor Swift His watch that temper.
0: Ja- he's getting too much publicity. His brother Jason looks like a much better time. We'll be right back. Jets
1: at noon on six eighty CJOB.
2: Gabe, just looking back, uh, you know, from the the first injury that you had that you came back on, and and the results that you had of that, and and this, this second one is it been more difficult to to get back to to play the way that you were because yeah. it sure looked like you'd found it saturday night um
3: oh you, you thought i had it saturday night yeah well
2: i, I thought i thought uh, yeah the first period saturday night yeah you played pretty well obviously you would disagree yeah. then
3: no obviously i mean um i think just playing with confidence and uh, i don't know if it had to do with injury now i mean everyone had a break i came back after the break um I think you just gotta, you, you go through stretches. Uh, everybody goes through them throughout the year. This is kind of one of those times for me where, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not generating as much. And I think that's the most obvious thing that I'm focusing on is, you know, not just, you know, I'm, I'm not putting up points, but I'm not, uh, I'm not creating as much. I'm not helping my line mates as much maybe. So I think there's certain things that I'm, you know, been been watching a lot of video and trying to focus on. And, you know, hopefully I can get out of this, but I mean, at the end of the day, um, Obviously, I'd like to put up a point every game or score or whatever. I think everyone would. But if the team's winning, that's what's uh, most important. And I think, you know, we we're coming off that stretch. It was huge to to get a win. That
1: was Gabe Velarde following practice today. Uh, speaking about uh, his his slump, I, I thought that was funny uh, with Kelly Moore's question, uh, asking him how he, he sees his game, how is he going to get back to it. thought he had a good period. He goes, oh, you thought I was good in the first um, so Velarde perhaps being a little um a little uh well, introspective on on how he's been playing uh, because it certainly hasn't been well, I, I thought he had a better game on Saturday um than he certainly did uh, in the games prior to that returning from the break, um but still sort of trying to r- find himself again, I guess you could say
0: yeah, i I thought he was off. I didn't like his game in Pittsburgh, and Philadelphia was a little. Um, it just not his normal kind of speed and pace that he yeah. has, and, and some mental errors. So uh, that's that's, <laughs> I, it's funny, but it's also great that he recognizes that, right? Yeah. Like I wouldn't say I was that good. Much like Nick Ehlers does that all the time, yeah. right? Like, um, it's always a funny debate on social media when people are like pr- proponing for Nick Ehlers so much, and then he's like, I don't feel I've done well this past two <laughs> to three weeks. I don't feel like I've been yeah. anywhere near what I could do. Um, so yeah, I appreciate the honesty and stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, line rushes today practice were exactly the same uh, as yesterday. Connor, Shifley, Ehlers, Perfetti, Monaghan, Nita Niederreiter, Lowry, Appleton, uh, Baron Demestikov, and Iafalo, Rasmus Kupari, uh, the 13th skater now. Uh, Dominic Dominic Toninato did clear waivers yesterday, so he's been assigned to the Moose, as has David Gustafson uh, on a conditioning stint. So David Gustafson also sent uh, to play for the Manitoba Moose, who actually are in Calgary tonight. Uh, You can listen to that game here on CJLB.com at 8 o'clock and a back-to-back uh, uh, two set uh, against uh, the Calgary Wranglers uh, tonight and tomorrow. Uh, Morrissey, DeMello, Sandberg, Pionk, and then Stanley and Schmidt uh, on the final pairing there. Dylan his will hold his uh, uh, final game. Uh, I, of course, was suspended for the for three games. This will be his final game uh, coming up here. Um, the San Jose Sharks are going to be coming into Winnipeg without two big players on their team. Uh, Tomas Hurdle uh, who is their highest uh, scorer, uh, he's out. He's having his left knee cleaned of some loose uh, cartilage or, s- or something along those lines. Anyways, he's going to be uh, out for uh, for several weeks um, after this elective surgery. So he took the surgery, his elective surgery, uh, in his left knee. And then the news also coming down yesterday that Logan Couture, who had missed the previous 45 games of the season – uh, comes back, played the last six leading into the break, and the Sharks have been off for two weeks. Uh, the Sharks actually, with Logan Couture back in the lineup, uh, four one and one, like pretty pretty dang good, uh, grabbing points in in five of six and picking up four wins. But he's been dealing with this uh, lingering issue. Uh, it, it's a, there's a there's a, a medical term to it. I'm not even going to try to say it because I'll say <laughs> it wrong. Uh, but what essentially it is is it's it's hip, pelvis, and groin inflammation. Um, and so he's been dealing with this uh, since the summer. He comes back, plays six games, and then over the break – Uh, has a setback, comes back, is day-to-day, hasn't skated. And then yesterday, uh, head coach David Quinn comes out and says that he's week-to-week, and he has suffered a setback. He's feeling sore. So Logan Couture comes back, has an impact on the team immediately. He is the captain, um, and then is out of the lineup, not even coming to Winnipeg. And then, of course, Tomas Hurdle undergoing surgery here. Um, The Sharks in a real tough spot. They've had back-to-back, or not back-to-back, but they've already suffered two double-digit losing skids this season. The 31st to 32 teams, uh, they've been bad and, you know, things are, not they were sort of starting to look up a little bit, uh, but things come and crashing down again for the San Jose Flames as uh, the San Jose Flames, the San Jose Sharks, as they enter a really interesting period where I think they were hoping that they had some assets that they could trade. The trade deadline's coming up. The Sharks, obvious sellers at the deadline here. I'm not so sure anymore, Jim.
0: They have eight forwards that need contracts next year, and uh, six of them are UFAs. They have four defensemen that need contracts next year. One of them uh, are UFA. That's a lot.
1: You can see what they were doing. They want to
0: sell it off, but I I saw – and they got some injuries too, like you said, Hurdle, Granlin. Uh, Granlin's back practicing. He's coming
1: off the IR, yeah.
0: Um, he's at $5 million for the next two years. He's 31 years old. Uh, he can play center too, center and right wing. It, it just, like, I, I was, it was interesting. I was reading um, Elliot Friedman's 32 Thoughts, and he said that with the price being what it is, we know what Monahan went for to the Jets, we know what Lindholm went for to the Canucks. I'm not saying those guys are anywhere in and around all that, yeah. but basically he was mentioning that at these prices, there's not a lot of players on the Sharks that other teams want. Mm-hmm. I, I think these are a bunch of players that do you want a third round? Do you want a fourth round pick for this guy? I'll give it to you.
1: That's not what that they're hoping for. That does
0: nothing for you in a rebuild. Like you don't need with that many contracts coming up in a rebuild, a bunch of fourth round draft picks.
1: This rebuild is going to take a long time for the Sharks. It's not like that. They're full. Well, of they only draft have two picks. million
0: in cap space too, right now, right? Like, so with these contracts, they're two point two five eight. I mean, <laughs> you need to clear space so you can sign guys, yeah. and you need to have some assets, and and they don't have either. Now, next year in the draft, they have two first-round picks, two second-round picks. They don't have a third-round pick. They have Vegas's fourth-round pick, um, and then next year they've got first, second, third, and they have two in the fourth. One of them is the Jets pick.
1: Yeah, for a domestic off.
0: Yeah, so um, I just it, – it's uh, until we track this down because they're playing tomorrow and you did most of the legwork on this, Cam, and pointed it out to me today, I, I just thought they were in a better situation to rebuild it. No. If you can't tr- get some first and second round picks for this roster this year and you're facing all these guys with UFA and RFA status – and you don't have a lot of cap space now. The cap space will come if you let those guys walk. But yeah. now, if you're letting these guys walk, you're not getting anything in return. You still got
1: you have to have a team next year too, Jim. Like you got to yeah. have you got to have guys on 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 the roster, guys that can play. Uh, the way that I think general manager Mike Greer had set this thing up was he was going to bring in lots of guys. He's going to have Kevin LeBanc. Le, Le he's going to have Mike Hoffman, Anthony Duclair. Uh, All Alex. those guys are casts off. Though. Yeah. You know, but Philip Zedina, maybe he's an RFA. He comes off from, from Detroit. Maybe he's worth something. Maybe he has a good season. Mikhail Granlin for sure.
0: Well, and Logan, uh, Logan Couture is there for another four years. Well, another three years after this one at eight mil. How long is it till he goes at 34 years old? Like, He's thirty-four years old. He's looking at some really bad times here this year, next year, the year after. Well,
1: you don't you think that this is gonna this is gonna last longer than three years? We're not like he, he becomes a UFA in twenty-seven, twenty-eight.
0: If Couture was a, was healthy, I could see if you wanted to eat half of that for eight mil mm-hmm. and get paid to do it, like get a you'd have to get a first round pick, yeah, and then a, a maybe next year a third round pick. And eat four million of it, then you could move Couture.
1: Yeah, I. But other than
0: that, I don't know. I mean, Hurdle, of course, you'd want Hurdle, but
1: I, you know, I'm looking at how things are going to lay out and where the players. Eight
0: point one. I know.
1: I, I don't get where the team is going. I don't understand it. And you know, you bring up the point of Sean Monahan, the first and the third. You're looking at the players that are available for the San Jose Sharks. No one's going to pay anywhere close to that for any of these players. They you're not aren't. even
0: going to get a first for Hurdle, even if you wanted to trade him, because he's making 8.1. Yeah, you're,
1: it's, you're, you're paying for the cap space that you're going to be taking off, and you need to be able to spend. Yeah,
0: and they're not going to – you can't pay San Jose any amount to pay that for the next – they're not trading Hurdle. That's no, just not no. happening.
1: And they're not going to get – sure is the only
0: one I would think and look at, but you're right. Like, Hoffman, 34 years old. Kevin LeBlanc is having another – I like him but he's not had a good season. Not Anthony Declare at 28 UFA, that might be a good rental, but I'm not giving you a second-round pick for Anthony Declair. No chance. I'll give you a third.
1: What San Jose is, and maybe I'm going to be totally wrong, um, but to me, I th- it's looking like they're going to be in a situation where they're coming up, there's a week before the deadline, and they're going to do some panic selling because they have to get some assets for some of these guys. they got to get some players, but they still have to field a roster next year too. They might even be worse next year. Yeah. Um, I, I just...
0: Well, and the other side of this, even if they did clear cap space, who's going to sign there?
1: And they're not full of picks.
0: Like what free agent's going to go out? I mean, there will be free agents, but they're not going to be high-end ones.
1: Well, you'll get a bunch of guys, too, on one-year deals that are going to hope to have a good season, but there'll be guys that are backed into a corner, don't have a lot of options, and they're going to sign one-year deals and hope to uh, move to a team that's challenging for the cup at the deadline. That's the best thing the San Jose Sharks can offer a team. But... They're not flush with picks. Um, I, I, you know, I haven't really taken a real good look at uh, their, you know, their their up-and-coming prospects, but I I don't think it's blown anybody's mind. Like, there's no players that just kind of shoot off the page. Um, Yeah,
0: I'm with you. Like, I I don't know where they're going, what they're doing here. Yeah. Where where did they get for Timu Meyer last year? They got a second-round pick. Uh, yeah, they did. I don't think they got a second and a seventh this yeah. ne- this draft. They have a second and a seventh from New Jersey.
1: Yeah. If Meyer plays, and it's still conditional, uh, if New Jersey makes the 2024 Eastern Conference Final, the pick becomes New Jersey's 2024 first. Oh God! This is the most complicated trade in history of the world. If 2024s is first is top ten, New Jersey has the option to instead transfer their 2025 first. Should New Jersey transfer their twenty twenty third first to their twenty? 20- oh, okay. Well, it's just stupid, but it's 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 it could become a first round pick depending on how far the New Jersey Devils go. Uh, in and they might not even make the playoffs. Yeah, you know they, they might not even make the playoffs this it's year. It's a mess. So they're in, they're in San a fight. Jose. Yeah, it's an absolute mess. So. Um, Here's another interesting story, here, Jim. According to reports, Jacob Markstrom has asked to waive his no-trade clause by the Flames, and there was no issue there. He did, or was willing to, uh, to approve a trade to move to the New Jersey Devils before the deal died. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, look, they have Wolf coming up in Calgary, and they have Dan Vladar. I, I think they understand that you know they could trade Vladar, but. Um, Teams who want to, I mean, New Jersey can't bring in Vladar and hope he pans out. Now, yeah. I, Vladar's a good guy What I mean pan out is be a starter. Markstrom's yeah. the guy if you're in New Jersey. New Jersey's win now mode, Yep. and it's Markstrom. Now, they would have to, from what I understand, um, in that report, they got to retain some cash. You make $6 million. And they couldn't afford that when they were looking at Hellebuck 6.2 yeah. this year. So you're... <laughs> you have very little left to deal with. Um, you're extremely young and got a really talented roster, but you need some goaltending. Now, vice versa of that, you don't have a lot of picks you can send to, if you want Mark, them to eat 3 million of his 6 million, you're gonna have to pay for that. They don't have a lot left. So I think that's where it fell through, right? Like mm-hmm. you've got to pay for the player and then you also have to pay for the contract that you're going to have Calgary eat some of. Um, New Jersey has $400,000. Not million, thousand, four hundred thousand in cap space. So
1: the rumors—they they yeah. need
0: Calgary to eat and take a player from them. They so need to eat some salary and take a two to three million dollar player from them.
1: So this, so this deal, uh, and a lot of the reports are coming out, and it's just a reported deal. Um, we got
0: uh, Jets Ford Sean Monahan joining us right now. Oh. Oh, well, Can uh, we, we should take a break and tell Sean to hang on. We'll be right back with him. Okay, well, let's take a break. Let's come back. In the That's our side. Valentine's Day gift to everybody. We've okay. got Sean
1: Monaghan joining us. Okay, great. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 6 8 CJOB. Welcome, Sean Monaghan of the Winnipeg Jets onto the program. Uh, hey, Sean, how you doing?
2: I'm good. How are you? Thanks yeah. for having me.
1: Yeah, sorry for, sorry for making your way through the, the Yeah, commercials Thanks there. for waiting. Sean? Our, our business yeah. side of things. Uh, how are you, how you adjusting to the team so far?
2: Yeah, no, it's been good. I mean, it, uh, I mean, it's been smooth transition. It was nice to uh, obviously start on the road, get to know everybody. And, uh, yeah, now back, uh, back to business here in Winnipeg.
0: Did you know, I know that you discussed this with Montreal management at the start of the season when you resigned there. Um, when did Winnipeg become a potential for you and, and when did you first start hearing about the Jets interest?
2: Uh, to be honest, I never heard anything from anybody. I, uh, just woke up to a call during the bye week and, uh, told me that i was going to be going to uh to winnipeg
1: um in terms of the power play uh you know of course the the power play has struggled well before uh you found your way onto the onto the team uh where do you see that uh, the power play going and, and where do you see your role sort of expanding there
2: yeah no i think we got a really good group and i think uh sometimes your power play can go stale and i mean right now i think it's a matter of us just put one in the net and we get rolling so i think uh when we're out there, we got to be desperate and play with confidence and be able to make plays and find the open guy. So it uh, it's uh, obviously you got to put in the work to do that. And I think uh, we have the the group to to be a successful power play.
0: Uh, what's it like with your new two line mates? And, and how do you how long does it take to get sort of uh, accustomized to each other?
2: Yeah, no, I mean they're great. I think uh, I'm ready to go with uh whoever I'm playing with but uh yeah I mean sometimes you you got to play play a game or two to to start making reads off guys and, and knowing they want the puck where they want it and uh obviously their style of game so I think uh we should be good to go now and uh I mean I expect us uh I expect us to I guess put in a lot of work here in the upcoming games.
1: Are you feeling pressure to produce as the new guy on the team?
2: Uh no I'm not I think uh I mean, I've been in the league long enough. Uh, I know you, you got to do the little things and uh, pay the price to win games. So I think, uh, I mean, whether it's winning face-offs, uh, making sure the puck stays out of your net and stuff like that. But uh, I know I have the ability to obviously score goals and, and produce. And, uh, I mean, that's, that's part of my job.
0: Sean, we've been talking about you for about a month, month and a half now when your name was sort of circulating the Jets wanted a center. And, and really everyone talks about you in the bumper position and, and the second line center, but I like to talk about your forechecking. and I, I think you fit into Rick Bonus's system. Do you find that do you, do you find that you're kind of uh, a player designed and built for the way the Jets play on the forecheck?
2: Yeah, no, I like it. It's, uh, I mean, first couple of games are still learning and obviously watching a lot of video to, to get to know the systems and, and go from there. But, uh, yeah, I respect uh, respect the coaches here a lot and the style they want us to play, and I think uh, that's, that's a winning recipe.
1: What does your homework look like over the first uh, couple of weeks here? I mean, how much video, uh, how much are you reviewing? I mean, just maybe open the, the curtain there for us a little bit.
2: Yeah, no, I watched some video with the assistant coaches going over systems and, and stuff like that, but I mean... At the end of the day, I think sometimes you can overcoach yourself. And, I mean, w- once you step on the ice, you, you don't want to be overthinking the game. You just want to play off instincts and uh, be able to be at your best. And I think when, when you're in your head thinking about what, what I should do here or what I should do there, that uh, that's when you get in trouble. So I think, uh, I mean, try and try and stay on top of the details and obviously listen to other guys on the team and a lot of communication. But, uh, yeah, I think playing free, free-minded is, is the best way to play.
0: Have you had time to get out and about and take in all that Winnipeg has to offer?
2: Yeah, I've been out around and, uh, I mean, starting to get my, get to know, uh, I guess, uh, the neighborhood and around Winnipeg and uh, going out to a few different restaurants and grocery stores and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, it's it's been really good. I, I've really enjoyed my time so far.
0: We're billing tomorrow night's game as the game of love, um, not because the Sharks are here, because it's Valentine's Day. And we'd like to involve you in our trivia question for the winner to text in at 780-6868 without giving away who would be the star of the movie. That'll be our question. Do you have a favourite romantic comedy, Sean Monahan?
2: Favourite romantic comedy? Um, honestly, I, I don't know. You put me on the spot there. I can't even think of one. Do you have a
0: favourite love story in a movie that you you can't get over that really touches you in the heart
2: uh, maybe that movie max but it's uh, it's about a dog <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love that uh would you like this interview to end quickly now <laughs> 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 Max, it is. Max, it is. There's a movie Max out there. 780-6868. Text us one of the stars of the movie Max about a dog, and we'll get you to tomorrow night's game to see Sean Monaghan and the Jets.
1: Sean Monahan's one of his favorite movies. That's Max. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Sean, really appreciate you to pop it on. Take care, okay? Yeah,
0: thanks for having me. Yeah. Yep, take care. And yeah. I appreciate you having fun with us, Sean. Thanks for doing yeah, that. Enjoy absolutely. the game too. Well, that's yeah, it. Uh,
1: so we'll give those tickets away. Just text the show, 204-780-6868. Who doesn't love their dog? That's awesome for Mona. Everybody loves their dog. Yeah,
0: so yeah. the movie Max. I Max.
1: thought he was going to say Princess Bride. He seems like a guy. I thought he was going to
0: say Titanic, but
1: he might be too young. What about Love Actually? He looks like a Love Actually. Wow, Sounds like a Love Actually. Who doesn't love, love Actually, that movie? Yeah. Okay, well, I, so, did, oh, you, I remember you told me years ago to watch Notting Hill. I did watch it.
0: Notting Hill. Notting
1: Notting Hill? (laughs) Did you watch it? I did. And? It was okay. Okay. Jim Toth, take you all the way until three. It'll take you all the way until three o'clock. That's it for me. Check
0: the text line, Star of Max. Pam will get back to you to get you those tickets. (laughs) All right, bye. Jets at noon on 68CJOB.